what a year it has been when it comes to football what a year 2021 has been for football fans for the lovers of the round leather game it's been amazing it's been a very long year filled with so many sporting activities football activities to be precise it's been beautiful to see the things that happened from Tokyo to England to the Syria, not forgetting the South American continent when it comes to the Copa Libertadores. It's been crazy. The AFC is not excluded. The, the Arab Cup not excluded. So many things happened in the course of the year. How can I forget the UEFA Euros played across various cities but producing just one winner? It, it has been incredible. It's, it's unimaginable that uh we have survived all this moment and as football fans we are still waiting for more we still want more out of the next year 2022 my name is Ruti and it's my pleasure to welcome you to the last episode of the first x minutes podcast for the year 2021 it's the 50th episode we are recording in this year and woo, what a ride what a ride it has been so far for us what a ride it has been i'm sure also for you the avid listeners of the podcast many many thanks for listening always joining in to listen to one episode or the other to hear me talk or to hear me talk to somebody who is also um, a football fan we'll be more of talking to football fans in the year 2022 so you have to stick around to listen to the juicy conversations the behind the scenes analysis and uh, of course uh, how do I put it now putting together and tearing apart that we'll be going down with friends and get guests on this episode for, for, for this particular um, epi- for, on this post- podcast I beg your pardon but for this pa- particular episode um, I have to you know touch on so many things that have been on my mind and um, first um, a few days back I was at the Lagos Alamo Stadium um, to watch uh, MPFL Nigerian Professional Football um um, come back to the city of Ibadan, make a return to the city of Ibadan. I think after a four-year-long absence, and it was massive. It was packed. It had some videos on my on my Instagram and my social media, Twitter, and where I shared some things about this this um, this experience for me. Went behind the scenes. Went um, into some of the dressers. Um, it, it's amazing what the government have done has done. Does it have? has done with the page but there's still plenty a lot to do uh while that was a side attraction of course um it, it takes nothing away from the numbers that packed the mothers the kids the fathers the grandfathers the uncles who um, came in their troops in their numbers to um, support the team it, they made it a whole experience and of course that late equalizer by shooting stars of Ibadan, I mean, just blew the place, <laughs> blew the roof off the place because they were trailing one year and everybody thought, oh, oh well, they're starting on a bad note. And of course, the um, shooting stars of Ibadan gave the fans something to hold on to just before the game came to an end. And the fact that they held the reigning champions of the Nigerian Professional Football League to a draw, I think it would have given them a morale booster. Although during the week, they uh, went to Makodi and lost to Lobby Star. So, um, the highs and the lows, maybe they are yet to get their win. If they get to get a win, they are yet to get a win, yeah. In three games played so far, the first was away from home, a draw. I think that was a goalless draw, then a 1 1 draw, and now a 2 1 loss. Hopefully, by the time they come back home, they will be getting uh, the win. And for me, it was an experience 
went with some very good friends of mine. I felt the ambience firsthand, uh, felt the frustrations of the fans, of course, felt the analysis paralysis <laughs> that goes on inside the stadium. It was beautiful to watch. It was beautiful to experience. And I think that if you're in town, one of these days, you should definitely um, go check out um, one of the Nigerian professional football league games in the city of Ibadan. That being said, another thing on my mind has to be um, the, the team of the year um, selection. How do you determine your team of the year? How do you pick your team of the year? How do you know which player makes it and which player doesn't make it? That's even secondary. Primary for me is we know when the year starts, but when does the year end? Of course, you say calendar-wise, oh, it ends on the 31st of December and all of that. Yeah, but uh, we have people giving Player of the Year awards in November. We have bodies, organizations giving Player of the Year awards in October, as early as October. And of course, so the question now is, Player of the Calendar Year or Player of a specific um range of year because i mean in october and november if we're picking team of the year as early as mid of middle of december what happens to the um, performance uh, the rest of this uh, the rest of december it doesn't count uh, does it count we, we squeeze that in and uh, speaking of squeezing in i mean one of the most difficult things for people who have been picking especially premier league team of the year is having to squeeze out some names and having to squeeze in some names i watched a couple of them yesterday had plenty of time over the holiday to monitor some others and um, um some organizations hid under the uh, as voted by <laughs> as voted by you of course and um i mean nobody they, they would say nobody is picking it in-house that it was as voted by the fans uh, we can't argue that i mean we're not even behind the scenes so we don't know what's going on but anyway uh for me for the premier league for instance um the argument about declan rice jogio uh, declan rice jogio um rodri then in the middle of the park for good one for um, fabio for uh Kante, the many names that could have been there but couldn't make it up front the, the the massive names that turned up this season i mean was in one of those videos i i noticed or i heard that um yes ilkay gudoan um was the third or is the third highest goal scorer um in uh, in the premier league this year yes i think that's the way to put it I think, say for Salah and Jota, I don't think anybody else scored more goals than in Ilkay Gundogan in the Premier League this season. And it was really, well, amazing to see, surprising, uh, maybe 75% surprising, judging by the fact that, I mean, Manchester City, they've had how many scorers this season alone? 16 different scorers or 17 different scorers, I stand to be corrected. Um, so, Gurwan came in clutch at some point during the year. So, it's fascinating to see how they said he was the highest, city highest goal scorer this year. I'm like, ah, wait a minute. Same city that has uh, Gabriel Jesus, that has uh, uh, Kevin, that has, uh, who are the regular suspects again? Oh, Sterling, uh, the Algerian, Rihad uh, Rihad Mares. I mean, Gurwan. And then you think of those times where he came through 
and of course made that dashing run into the 18 yard area and was able to poke one in for City or call a free kick in of course not the, uh, not, in, not home from a corner and then you say to yourself okay maybe this starts actually right um, at the end of the day and speaking of starts speaking of Manchester City they played their last game of the year against um, Brentford and boy yeah that was yesterday and boy was that an experience well maybe not an experience for people who are not necessarily a big fan of or big fans of a team holding 81% of the ball possession at some point during the game uh, but then again um, it was it was a it was a sight to behold how the Brent, uh, Brentford fans made sure that their volume was kept up high up when their team had the ball when their team did not have the ball when Laporte's goal was cancelled uh, so many things how they made sure that the spirits were kept high it was amazing to see it's fun- it was fantastic it was a fantastic game for Brentford it was also a fantastic game for Manchester City setting a record of 36 wins in a, 36 wins in a calendar year 19 wins away from home 103 goals scored. see look I mean, there's, there's so many arguments we can make, uh, especially if you're not the biggest fan um, of Manchester City right now. But one thing is for sure, this is one of those sides that we will be talking about to our kids, that we will be talking about to our grandkids. Now, one of the things that football fans suffer a lot, of course, from is um, this thing called the recency of bias, where... Uh, we are sometimes we are either quick to remember at other times we are equally quick to forget so sometimes we're like remember even something that happened as far back as in the 1990s but something that happened probably last year we might struggle with the details we might struggle with the key moments that we want to want to remember it seems like the basic anatomy of the regular football fan however regardless of whatever we want to say about this current manchester city side under pep Guardiola, i think one thing is for sure we will be talking about this there is no way we will not talk about the side when we want to talk about premier league football there is no way we will not talk about the side when we want to talk about world football in terms of world football whether or not they succeed in winning the champions league whether or not um, they succeed in uh, lifting the premier league title next year remains to be seen however one thing is obvious one thing is sure this ones have um what's the word i'm looking for now they've their names in the sands of time they've 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 burst themselves into the halls of fame of the Premier league of football generally and they created space for themselves it's amazing to see for us we will be saying tales by moonlight once upon a time there was a time when we 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 watched a manchester city side that managed a run of 10 wins four times four times under Pep Guardiola. I mean, the next best anybody has done is two, yes? Two of ten wins in a row, but a manager has done it four times. It's crazy to see. They're currently on a ten-game winning run now. Um, five away from home, five from home. They've kept five clean sheets, five at home, sorry. They've kept five clean sheets in those ten and sometimes winning sometimes scoring six against leicester sometimes just creeping by the one on nil um over brentford it's it's crazy it's uh, stupendous what they're doing and um yes i know 
for everything that is good like this, you're going to have a counterattack. Oh, this bent. Yes, the team has an almost illegal squad death. Uh, no thanks to the amount of money that he has been allowed to spend. Same person who's tearing the league apart without a striker. I mean, I completely understand the dynamics. However, we forget, football fans, we forget that football is of time, of season, of errors of dispensation we remember the postcast dispensations we remember the uh marco van bastin ac milan dispensation we remember the carlo ancelotti ac milan dispensation cast carlo ancelotti of real madrid um zidane's real madrid jose Mourinho's inter milan pep guardiola's uh, barcelona we remember all these names all those teams not forgetting the great sir alex ferguson i mean what he did how he managed to do it up at the time right now for city they're in their own dispensation i mean not forgetting also yes the prof sir i said not sir we're going to give him it <laughs> i said venga of course with the invisible arsenal i mean look we are not going to uh be blind to the fact that there will be counter arguments to city's brilliance there will be counter arguments to how Pep is, is a great manager. There will be arguments about comparisons and all of that. However, one thing is non-arguable. Manchester City are currently in their own, in, their, in the right of their own when it comes to dispensation, when it comes to error. It's, it's simply their time. I mean, like, for all these things we talk about football, it is simply, it's right now, for City, it's your time. And those things are very, very difficult to fight against. How many of us supported Manchester United in that? Um, is it 2011 Champions League final right now against Barcelona? Like, oh, okay, maybe hopefully Manchester United will be able to do something. They ran them ragged. Pep Guardiola's Barcelona ran them ragged. It's one of the finals I won't forget. So, for all it's worth, you look at the City side and you're saying to yourself, yep, eight points clear at the top of the table at the end of the year. Um... Uh, even though Pep says there are 54 more points to fight for, they look almost uncatchable. I mean, they look almost uncatchable. Um, and they have benefited very much from how they have been able to keep their players away from the um, COVID-19 that has ravaged other sides and, of course, keep them fit. Injuries, of course, Stones, he said Stones is injured. I think Kai Walker is not also fit. But if you can have two of those kind of players out from your squad and your squad is still balling, I mean, these are players that would easily fit into uh, most of the top sides. And I'm even talking about the starting eleven. They are that good. But then again, they are out and their absence has not even affected Manchester City. It's amazing to see the squad depth. It's amazing to see how they play. It's amazing to see how they kept the high line um, so, so as to keep Brentford and their set-piece threat um, at bay in that game yesterday night. It was like Sometimes we just run out of words. We just say, Manchester City is good. Pep Guardiola is a great. Just like every other great we've had in the game. I hate to argue about who's the greatest ever. So I've ever done. I mean, will all this matter 60 years down the line when we are when we are recounting the tales of these games of this of these managers and how well and how deep and they were tactics wise how well they were able to set up their sides to win trophies time and again I mean, let's just enjoy the show let's just 
basking the euphoria of being alive to be able to watch this moments not be told about this moments but be able to watch them to soak them in to enjoy them in it's to enjoy them i beg your pardon it's uh it's it's amazing to see when nobody knows what the next year holds master team might go on a five game losing streak but uh, okay that sounds almost impossible but hey it's football anything can happen right thank you so much for um always sticking around with the first experience podcast this is where i think i want to draw the cutting oh 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 if i draw the cutting um just a sneak peek uh afcon drama and um of course, the outside world keeps showing its disrespect time and again for the African Cup of Nations as a tournament. And as much as we want to say, oh, even Africans themselves to do race the tournament and all of that, I mean, it's a low blow when you ask a player if he's going to, or if or not he's going to um, honor his call up as a player um, to represent his country in this said tournament. I mean, I've never heard of a place, according to Ian Wright, where um, an European player, say an English player, according to a former Arsenal player, um, probably leading up to a tournament, a big tournament, maybe like the Euros or something, gets asked whether or not he's going to be um, called, he's going to honor um, his invitation. I mean, it's, 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 it's it's like one of the best things that can happen to any player to don up the dresses of your national colors of your of your country to to sing the anthem um while it's being blurred in the stadium as you represent your side and you're it's not just a friendly it's not a qualifier i mean it's something that you're aiming for at least if not for the gold you're aiming for silver or for bronze to etch your name in history and then somebody asks whether or not you want to go i mean i always feel terrible for players who make the provisional squad but do not make the final squad uh yeah i think the first one is usually yeah provisional squad yeah so they make the provisional squad then they get caught and they don't make it i mean it's it always hurts i always feel for them i mean they would have loved to represent the country even if it's to be on the bench you know there are some players that go to this tournament they don't even feature at all i mean they don't they don't come on the pitch at all maybe like third choice goalkeepers or second choice goalkeepers or something i mean they don't even get to play at all however um did you you hear them talk about this this um, experience for them and say oh it was good to go with the, the players the camaraderie the camaraderie the camaraderie yeah the 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 atmosphere especially if they now win the trophy oh it's always a beautiful story but then again some journalists some entities somewhere think because these big names are representing big clubs in europe uh, maybe maybe they should be thinking twice about representing their countries it's terrible it, it's a it's a systematic form of racism i stand to be corrected and it's not fair at all not just on these players but on the continent at large i really do hope I'm, I'm looking forward to the african cup of nations and i do hope that for all it's worth they give the world something to look at they give the world something to salivate at something to uh make them eat their words for 
for suggesting that five minutes thinking of it that players whether or not they should represent their national side this is where we draw the curtain on the last episode of the first x minutes podcast for the year 2021 i can't say it enough but i'll say it again thank you so much for being there as listening ears thank you so much for being there as engaging fans thank you so much for being there as critics who love uh the quality of the podcast but feel that it can always be better with comments and feedbacks thank you so much i do not take it for granted i really really appreciate it let's do this in a much much bigger in a grander style in 2022 if you have listened thus far don't forget you can leave a review wherever you get your podcast episodes from until we come your way in the year 2022 we talk about the premier league talk about the extravagance of the syria not forgetting the drama in the la liga bundesliga and the french league on yes that's right drama on the african continent in terms of national football we'll we'll also be talking about the copa libertadores we'll talk about the champions league finals we'll talk about the transfer windows we will also have the arguments of which player should be crowned the player of the year the fifa best and so on and so forth i'm pumped for 2022 i hope you are too until we come your way the next episode of the podcast please stay safe and enjoy the rest of the year and for all it's worth please and please make the most use of your time because while life is incredibly long yep you got it life is also incredibly short catch you the next episode of the podcast cheers my friends and happy new year